Adrian Portelli got so much hate recently when he craned his McLaren Senna GTR into his apartment in Melbourne and I got the same kind of hate when our biggest national media publication put me on their homepage with a picture of my Ferrari and I don't want our next generation of high achievers or ambitious people to to get the same level of hate. So today we're talking about tall poppy syndrome. Welcome to another episode of On Track with Lani Fogelberg. We are in the On Track studio at Hampton Downs Motorsport Park here just outside of Auckland in the Waikato, the mighty Waikato in New Zealand. And welcome if this is the first time that you're watching one of my videos on YouTube or listening to one of my episodes on Spotify, of course. It is the second with this very slick setup. Thank you to Will and Guy from Campfire Studios for hooking me up with the wonderful lighting, sound, etc. If you do see me looking across to the right, it's because I'm just checking out to make sure that everything looks okay on screen. And I've had a busy day here at Hampton Downs today, actually, filming something very special for Insta360, which you will see sometime this month. When you listen to this, it will be the 2nd of June, I think. So anyway, back to tall poppy syndrome. It's a weird social phenomenon. I'm pretty sure in the last episode, I said a cultural phenomenon characterized by successful or high achieving people being criticized, alienated, resented, and, and ultimately cut down. And... A lot of people, when I talk about tall poppy syndrome, they will ironically start hating on me, which I think is just brilliant. It's a brilliant example of of what tall poppy syndrome actually is. But I want to preface this episode by saying that when people like me talk about tall poppy syndrome, we're not having a whinge. I mentioned this in the recent episode that I did with Lawrence in The Wolf of Queen Street. We're not having a whinge. We're just really fucking worried about the next generation and, and what it's potentially going to do to them. Because there are so many more ways that people can be vilified, that people can be uh, reached, basically, with bullying, with this cutting down, and so forth. So, disclaimer, that's out of the way, that's done, but uh, I want to say thank you to Adrian Portelli for inspiring me to actually make this episode. It is also, uh, as of about four or five days ago, one year since that famous, you know, that article, that tall poppy syndrome article that the New Zealand Herald featured me in last year, which caused complete outrage. Um, but I, I think really not started but brought some volume to the conversation which is which is much much needed in today's episode I'm going to go into the history of tall poppy syndrome and there's some really interesting stuff here that I think a lot of people won't realize about tall poppy syndrome and how the name came about of course a little bit about the negative effects on it and why it's so crucial so of course I'm going to provide some ways that we as individuals can and and you if you're someone who is suffering from the critique of others and the pursuit of your goals can do about it and also collectively as society and there's oh there's some real gems in here okay let's talk about its origin how did tall poppy syndrome how did the name come about the term Tall poppy syndrome apparently has its origin in ancient Roman mythology, specifically in the story of Lucius or Lucius Tarquinius Superbus. I really hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Please correct me if I'm wrong. The seventh and final king of Rome. According to legend, Tar- Tarquinius's son, Sextus Tarquinius, sought the advice of his father regarding governance. In response, 
Takanias took Sextus to the gardens and, using a staff, demonstrated that by cutting off the tallest poppies, one could prevent them from overshadowing the others. So this story serves as a metaphor for the tendency to cut down those who rise above the rest, reflecting the negative social phenomenon that we today know as tall poppy syndrome. If you've got any further thoughts to add on the origin of its name, I would love to hear. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please make a note in the comments or head over to either the Facebook page on track with Lani Fogelberg or, or my Instagram at Lani Fogelberg. And yeah, I'm, I'm interested whether there's more to it. Um, I think that's pretty interesting. You know, it's an interesting story. Whether or not it's true or not remains to be seen, of course. Um, but look, it tends to be a New Zealand and Australian thing. I was listening to an episode of The Mindset Mentor by Rob Dial a long, 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 long time ago. And I remember him saying, maybe it wasn't him, but anyway, it was an American podcast. Pretty sure it was Rob Dial. So if you're listening, Rob, <laughs> let me know. But it, it said... The person speaking said something like, oh yeah, there is this, there is this phenomenon and it's, it's so bizarre, like it's called tall poppy syndrome and it's this thing down under, right? Where like, if you succeed or if you do well, like people hate on you and they're like, want to cut you down. Please excuse my terrible accent. But, and, and it was listening to that when I realized, oh my gosh, this is People, people in other parts of the world haven't heard of this. So, look, I, I don't know, I don't have the answers for why it's a New Zealand and Australian thing. And that's not something I really wanted to go into on the episode today. I'd like to refer you to this fabulous woman by the name of Aisha Taylor. She reached out to me after the article last year and she's actually produced a, I think, 15-minute, 20-minute mini documentary on tall poppy syndrome a couple of years ago and featured some prominent Kiwis like Kimberly Crossman as well as um, there was a professor, I think, of sociology from one of the universities here in New Zealand where they really delved into like why we have this problem here so if you're interested in kind of getting into the nitty-gritty of that I highly recommend um, going and watching that video I'll see if I can link it in the show notes um, and shout out to Aisha for putting that together just just incredible um, but I want to move on to talking about the detrimental impact of tall poppy syndrome on on society and and on our country I promised myself I'd resist getting nerdy here but I might get a tiny bit nerdy in a minute <laughs> so anyone who follows me on LinkedIn who's found themselves across on this episode you'll probably see a little bit more of the Lani that you're used to seeing going into some some fully nerd stuff but the impact of tall poppy syndrome on on people is that it, it discourages ambition and that in turn can discourage innovation uh, I've got a list of things here the pursuit of excellence for someone, it can hinder personal growth, creativity. And if you're hindering those things, you're going to hinder the advancement of society as a whole, right? When individuals fear being targeted or called out um, for standing out, they are more likely to settle for mediocrity or aim lower or conform to societal norms, limiting their personal and professional growth as, as well, right? So... 
at an individual level, that's kind of where it lands. But ultimately, if you stifle individuals, you're going to stifle society. You're going to impede societal progress. And this is where I'm going to get a little bit nerdy for a second. I'll see if uh, Steph, my wonderful, wonderful editor, can put up a very nerdy graph on the screen very quickly for those watching on YouTube. But New Zealand's GDP, our gross domestic product, that reflects our productivity, sucks. Like a few years ago, we were 40% below the average <laughs> of the OECD. Um, like I can't even articulate how crap New Zealand's productivity is. Hopefully I can find that graph and get Steph to put it up on the podcast episode and, and maybe I'll include it on socials as well. But and you can argue that there are disadvantages that New Zealand has, for example, even compared to Australia, like with our natural resources. Australia has mining, New Zealand not as much. Um, we're small. But you can't look at something like that and not realize that the destructive culture we have around people innovating and succeeding and trying to do cool stuff sucks and has an impact on that. So... I'm going to stop being nerdy now, <laughs> but that, that's a very real problem. I spoke about this at the M2 Summit last year where, you know, high performance is something we need to encourage in order to foster our societal, our social, our economic and our environmental progress. So maybe some more on that another day, but man, that just that whole productivity piece is, is pretty bad. Um, and then of course, <sighs> mental health. I think we need to touch on that for a minute. If you're constantly being jammed, being called out for trying to achieve something, uh, and and look, this is where I'll share, if you haven't met me before, some personal examples. Like, I feel like it's a reasonable expectation for me to be able to drive my car and not have a group of men come up to me and ask me how many dicks I had to suck to pay for it. Like that is not an unreasonable expectation in a first world country in our biggest city, <laughs> right? And if any haters have made it this far into the episode, they're going to love what I'm about to say here. But I no longer drive my Ferrari because of the amount of hate that I get. I do not feel safe in Auckland City, New Zealand, driving my Ferrari. Haters, you know, take that as you will. Uh, yep, it kind of sucks. Um, when I drive my McLaren, I don't get abuse go figure. <laughs> Super weird. Um, but like it's a reasonable expectation to feel safe when you're driving a, a brightly colored supercar um, in a pretty safe country and city, right? So that's, you know, that's one example. But man, I was even bullied as a kid for being smart. Like my whole life, people have tried to cut me down. Some old colleagues saw the house I lived in once. They became complete bitches towards me. Like it's... I'm used to it um, and this is why I put that disclaimer at the beginning of the video, uh, of the episode, sorry, because I'm having a whinge here, like my life is sweet, <laughs> I'm happy with my life but and I'm resilient, I've got thick skin to be able to deal with it but what about the people who don't, like what is that doing to their mental health? One of the worst things to come out of the article that was featured in the Herald last year was the number of messages I had from parents saying my daughter was going to do this but she didn't because her friends xyz or my son got into this 
you know, course or this extra thing, but he didn't do it because he got bullied for it. And that's sad. Like we have kids and I'm talking maybe, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 year old kids who aren't doing things because they're being cut down by others. And that's, that's not a way to live. Like that's a horrible, horrible way to live. You get, oh, okay. I'm going to try not to get too whingy. <laughs> I'm going to go into, um, okay. We know why it's bad. All right. We know why it's bad. So let's, let's talk about some positive stuff here. It gets stiff to add that sound in. So maybe she'll put it here. There are some individual strategies that we can each take to help overcome tall poppy syndrome wherever we are in the world, whether it's New Zealand, whether it's Australia, um, and also whether or not you are feeling the bad vibes towards you if you're trying to do something really cool. Um, encouraging everyone to embrace their 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 conviction and their self-confidence within themselves and celebrate personal achievements. Like if your friend loses weight um, or if your friend gets a promotion or if your friend gets into some kind of limited course or university program, celebrate it with them. Tell them how proud you are of them. Don't come at them with some kind of sob story about how you haven't got what they have <laughs> or something like that. Um, so, you know, regardless of which side of the coin you're on, like if you're a friend supporting someone that's gone and done something really good, be, be that rock, be that support. Um, it will mean the world to them. And if you're the person that is achieving the thing and you're out there and you're smashing your goals, know that there are people, me, people like me out there who believe in you and support you no matter how many people are going to tell you that you can't do the things you want to do um, or who change their behavior towards you because of what you've achieved. Like, I know how that feels. You are not alone. And having the belief in yourself and the conviction in what you're doing can be an absolute game changer for just riding that wave. That's something that's helped me throughout my life is just sticking to my own little world, um, believing in the things that I believe in and going for what I want to go for. And it's, it's served me really, really well. Um, building resilience and finding support networks as well. It's not easy necessarily to find your tribe and to find the people that you vibe with. And if this is something you struggle with, I really encourage you to like DM me on Instagram, honestly. Like I will be able to put you in touch with someone most likely in your region, especially if it's in Australia or New Zealand, who's similar to you, who's doing similar things to you, who's like, who you will vibe with if you are feeling alone. Um, that's one of the reasons I started my online, uh, my online coaching group as well, is to create this space where people could come share their problems and business and their career and create solutions so that they can ultimately achieve more and succeed. And it's just the nicest feeling bringing people together in that supportive environment. So whatever you can do to find support networks for yourself, uh, really important if you need to build resilience around the haters. As a society, and okay, Adrian, shout out to you, Adrian Portelli, because you inspired me to talk about this. But secondly, the day that I'm recording this, it's actually Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday last week. 24th of May it is. Okay. It's the 24th of May. This morning, I woke up to a message from this guy called Jay Galdard. Shout out to you, Jay. But he sent me a YouTube video, which Ray Avery 
Sir Ray Avery, sorry, had featured in, I will link it in the show notes. He spoke about tall poppy syndrome. Um, He mentioned... Jay sent it to me because I was in the video and it was the, it's got the coolest little cartoon of me. I'll see if we can sniff it here. Um, I've got a new YouTube playlist coming of videos that I'm in as well. So that video will be linked here by the time this episode's out. If you are listening to this episode on Spotify or Apple, just head over to my YouTube channel. Um, if you search my name, it'll come up and you can see this amazing cartoon. Um, so on my to-do list to reach out to you, Sir Ray, um, to thank you for that mention. But In that, he spoke about if we're going to shift people's mindsets and create cultural change, we need to acknowledge the responsibility that the media has in perpetuating tall poppy syndrome and call them out when they do it. And I'm so thrilled that, that Ray, you actually mentioned that in that YouTube video because I've been victimized by the media and an opinion piece that someone wrote about me last year, which was completely fabricated, a bit of a laugh, but really derogatory. And man, like that, that's the, that's the media. Anyone can go and read that. My nephew could go online who turns nine next month and, and can read that, that some shit that someone's written about his auntie, which isn't true. Right. So we've got to call out the media when that happens. But I think that, that role of the wider community and organizations and society is is quite important. And so workplaces, this is the, the some irony, right? Businesses want people to try hard. Businesses want people to succeed because they want their people to be good workers so that the business can flourish. But sometimes in business, we get cultures within organizations where people are cutting each other down with your colleagues, supporting them again when they execute something really well. All these little actions actually can add up and contribute to some positive change around this dark, dark phenomenon of tall poppy syndrome. So it's it's about shifting those mindsets and creating that systemic cultural change. And I just think those points that Ray Sir Ray hit on in that video were really, really powerful. Israel Adesanya was also mentioned in that video right after me and I had to laugh because (laughs) not only was I sent that video this morning, but my McLaren was actually in for service like overnight and I got sent that video, went to a physio appointment and then I went to pick my McLaren up from service and it was parked next to Israel Adesanya's car. It was super trippy. If you follow me on Instagram, you will have seen the little photo that I took there. Uh, (laughs) I love it when funny like universe moments like that happen but he's someone that's spoken up um, quite a lot about tall poppy syndrome so I think anyone that's got a platform um, when you know if they can mention it we're going to create more and more anti-tall poppy syndrome culture and I think it's really great that Israel makes a point of doing that not just locally but on the international stage as well so a massive shout out to him for doing his bit to try and make New Zealand a better place for everyone. In this episode today, we've gone into what tall poppy syndrome is and how its funny little name came about and the negative effects that it can have on society. And I hope that in drilling those home to you today, it hasn't come across as as complaining, but actually being really constructive and substantiating why we all need to make an effort to support people who are taking either small you know bites out of achievements or really nailing big achievements because New Zealand has systemic well-being problems we've got systemic productivity problems and although 
creating an anti-tall poppy syndrome culture is not going to be the one solution to all of those problems. It is going to help. And particularly on that mental health and well-being side as well, we see young people struggling with this as they rise up in their careers and it pains me so much to see and that's really why I wanted to talk about this today and make it known that if you are struggling with the effects of tall poppy syndrome that you are not alone. It is sadly very common across Australia and New Zealand but there are so many people like you who have gone on the path that you've gone on and survived all of the chopping down and they're you know we've grown again and flowered or whatever other metaphors you want to throw in there so there are people out there just like you who are really wanting to see you succeed and like man if you're listening to this episode you're watching this episode and you've made it to the end can you please comment something that you've achieved and that you're proud of either in uh, YouTube or on my Instagram you'll see the episode post or on Facebook I want to hear it because I really want to celebrate you. Um, th- thank you to everyone who inspired me in this episode today. Adrian Portelli, Sir Ray Avery, Jay Geldard from Etu Tangata. Massive shout out to him for the initiative that he's doing in New Zealand to solve the problem of tall poppy syndrome. Israel Adesanya as well, KJ Upper. I think that covers everyone I mentioned today. that's another episode of on track with lani fogelberg over and out thank you so much for listening or watching don't forget to subscribe or follow so that you can see my next episodes i've got some interviews coming up soon which is very exciting i am your host lani fogelberg i hope you have a spectacular day